Good morning, everybody. Glad to see everybody out this morning. We're going to go ahead and get our worship started. We'll have a prayer, and then we'll get into our, our time of worship. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for all of our blessings, God. Uh, just um, We're thankful to be here this morning. Father, we're thankful to be with your people. Uh, God, um, with this family, I just pray that... Um, that our time of worship this morning would be beneficial to us, Father, it would be uplifting, it would be encouraging, it would be um, all the things that you have made it to be, Father, that we would, um, we would praise you, Father, you're worthy of our praise, you're worthy of everything that we are, God, and I just pray that, um, that as we commune together uh, this morning, Father, as we sing songs, as we surround your table, uh, Father, we would be drawn together as people. We'd be drawn together as your family, as brothers and sisters. Uh, God, we would um, partake of the things that you have given to us. Uh, Father, the, the unity that you've called us to. Uh, Father, the love that you have called us to, the caring for each other. Uh, God, and, um, and ultimately your praise. Uh, Father, I just pray that, um, pray that you would be with those who are sick. Uh, Father, I pray that you would put your hand on them. Uh, Father, I just... Um, pray for those who are, uh, who are undergoing uh, medical care, Father, whether it's surgeries or um, just recovery from surgeries, God, that you would, um, you would bless them, uh, Father, um, that you would uh, specifically, uh, God, we're just thinking about uh, Jared uh, Kaiser, Father, just um, pray that you would continue to bless him and his family, uh, that you would give him recovery and that you would give him uh, strength for the upcoming procedures, uh, Father, just... Um, for all those, Father, who are on our prayer list, uh, that you would bless them, you would give them strength and comfort. Uh, Father, you would give them faith in you, uh, that you can heal all things, Father. And I just pray that, um, that as we go through our time this morning, that you would bless the men who will serve. pray that you would bless our hearts. Uh, we can open ourselves up to you, uh, Father, and that we would be blessed by being here. Uh, and just pray that you would be with those who have lost loved ones, Father, that you would um, comfort them, you would give them healing. Uh, Father, you would give them uh, peace and comfort and help us to comfort them in whatever way we can. Uh, Father, I pray that you would be with Jamie this morning, that you would give him uh, the words to speak. Uh, Father, the things that you have put on his heart uh, to tell to us, Father, that you would uh, bless him with the boldness to say them. Uh, and Father, give us the hearts to receive them. I just pray that you would uh, just be with our time, uh, be with our, our day. Father, and just help us to always worship you and praise you and lift you up. In Jesus' name, amen. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it and his hands form the dry land. Come, let us sing with joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is a great God, the great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth. And the mountain peaks belong to him, the sea is his, he made it, and his hands form the dry land. And 
before you and wait expectantly. I was trying to find a good verse that goes with uh, the next song, and there's a little bit of a difference here, but I like this whole idea of early in the morning, um, that our songs will rise to, to God. Oh, God. 
Ephesians 2, 1 through 5. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived amongst them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following the desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Before I pray, I just want to offer up a short little um, testimony from this week. I had messaged uh, Miller, or, I'm sorry, Eric, um, to put Mandy Crank on our prayer list. And long story short, she went in for a surgery on Wednesday, anticipating or having been told solid mass um, looked cancerous, and the prognosis was going to be what a, what no one wanted it to be. And Owen, her husband, shared with me a text that he had sent on an update, and they had a couple thousand people praying. Surgeons got in there. Masses were fluid-filled, not solid, no cancer. She's going to be fine. So those of you that know her that may have been praying, sincerely appreciated, but everyone here knows the power of God and the miracles that can happen, and we had one right here um, earlier this week in our hometown. So let's pray. Dear God and Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. and Lord, thank you for the, all that you do in our lives. God, um, I pray a blessing on everyone here today and those that could not be here. Lord, we pray especially this morning for Teresa and her upcoming procedures and what she will be going through. Lord, we pray that you be with all the doctors, oncologists, and watch over that situation, for we know you are the great healer, Lord. We ask a blessing on this service. Uh, we pray for all of those that are on our sick list. We pray for a renewed strength, faith in you, Lord, um, to trust in you that your will will be done. Bless the children that are coming up through this congregation the young ones, the teens, and the ones in their early 20s, Lord, help them to be leaders among their peers and not followers. Bless all of our marriages. Be with Jamie as he leads this service, and Zach as he leads us in worship. Soften our hearts and open our ears. We love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Good morning. Just then, a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter. He, Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. Sometimes I think we, me, we believe that this is some sort of an exclusive club that we're getting ready to partake in, uh, that we have to somehow be worthy to be a part of this group. Um, and truly, all it takes sometimes is the faith of just going up and touching the master's cloak, just being in his presence, just believing. Um, there's a song um, a couple years ago by Lauren Daigle says, you say, and in part of the verse it says, and when I don't belong, oh, you say I am yours, and I believe. Well, we, we go through, poem, I know I go through moments where I feel I don't belong, that I'm not worthy, and, and that this partaking of this bread and this blood that represents his, Christ, his body, that I'm not worthy of that. And then the truth of it is, we aren't. But it doesn't take some sort of special things that we do or have to accomplish or that we've done to be part of this group. Basically, all it takes is for us to reach out and grab his cloak. And, and we're healed. And he says we're healed. And it just takes that belief. Good bow with me. Dear Holy Father, we're just so thankful that we have this opportunity, Lord, to partake of this, that represents, this bread that represents your body, Lord. Uh, that body that was broken on that cross. And because you died for us on that on that cross that we have a chance for eternal life this is in jesus name amen
And again, that line was, when I don't belong, you say I'm yours. Just how strong and passionate or how fortunate we are to have that. And um, it's just sometimes it's overwhelming. I know it's overwhelming to me uh, when I partake of this that because I say I believe that I am his. Lord, just thank you again for this chance we have uh, to partake of the, uh, the, the blood that was spilled uh, on that cross, uh, that blood because of, because of your death uh, that we have a chance to live in heaven with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you'd all stand with me, we'll sing this song and then we'll have a few minutes of fellowship, just kind of greet each other. I stand to praise you, but I fall.
You ever have one of those times when you're trying to think of a song and like you can't think of the title of the song and I was I was doing that when I was trying to remember this song I just like had certain lyrics in my head and I was just like sitting there I was like song because like you know with the paperless hymnal like the thing that we use to make our slides like you need to know the title of the song so you can look it up and I was just sitting there and I was like I can just think of like little things and like like awesome wonder was in there and then I was thinking lofty mountain grandeur. I'm like, I'm getting it. Like, little pieces are coming together. And then eventually, I, you know, I got to the song. So. <laughs> We're going to sing this before Jamie's lesson. Oh, Lord, my God, when I am awesome Thank you. 
sunshine. It is good to see you all this morning. I hope it's good to see me. I uh, heard the kids leaving. I wasn't sure that's how all you would have felt if you could get out of here. It's like, yes, we're going to go somewhere else for a while. Um, you know, we've been, we started last week on God of Wonder, or on Wonder, and last week we started with the series God of Wonders, and thinking about the wonder of all and everything, and you know, we're going to work through that for a while. First, let's pray and get right into this. God, it's good to be here today with you. 
We know when we're together, Father, you're with us. Your word says we're two or three gathered together. You're there. We know your spirit is with us always, God. We're your children, and we know your eyes are always on us. In love and encouragement and support, sometimes it's saying you got to stop that. And, uh, and those days aren't the best days, God, but they're good because you're moving us to other days. But here we are today in you, brothers and sisters, I, and just to look around, it's good to just be together in you. And Lord, today I pray in our lives and in our hearts that you don't let us uh, come in here and leave and not be different. Move the needle spiritually for us, God. Move us uh, to a different place, to, to, to just some more hope and some more life some more discernment, some more uh, commitment, a little more I need more God in my life. And when we get there, God, remind us we need one another because this is your plan and your call, not ours. So help us to desire the things of you and uh, allow you to win out today in our lives. Thanks for being with us. Use this time to honor you, Father, and not me, just you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. So uh, looking at uh, the, the wonder of community, uh, we're going to talk just about a couple of things here. And so where we want to start, when I turn this on, is how he drives us together, the power. You know, we talked last week about the wonder. We started, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and we talked through the days of creation. And then we jumped into, from there into the, uh, the ten plagues, how God showed himself sovereign using creation to defeat. I mean, he was just... You know, using all that he'd created to then defeat Pharaoh and all those would-be gods that they were already worshiping and leaning in toward and eventually leading them out into an incredible deliverance and mighty victory. The wonder upon wonders uh, that we could never do. And I know today we get together and we live a life in the mundane uh, it's, it's, it's rainy outside, it's a bit snowy outside. Some people are disappointed that it even thought about snowing a little bit, and some are disappointed it didn't snow two feet. I mean, let's just be honest. We live in these places, and that's what we talked about at the end of, the, of that service last week. One of the, one of the, the, the points of, of you know, wrestling into deeper application was that we learn to be one in awe of the mundane, that you get to be on this planet, you get to live this life, you get to do these things that you get to do in the ways that you're allowed to do them. You get to make choices, you get to think and love and care and feel. The wonder of the mundane is so powerful. And so the blessing of wonder, and today just beginning the wonder of community, don't get too caught up in that. Uh, we're not going to stay there for long today, we're going to keep moving along the way. But let's just say it like this, in a society... Where many feel lonely and alone, from rejection of others to the addiction of individuality, from jobs, social media outlets, and all the things that keep us stuck, from insecurity to just choosing to be alone for fear of not fitting in, the genuine community is the hope society longs for, and the unity God calls us to this Right here, it is the hope of nations. We've just sung Jesus, yes, Jesus in us, in a united way. You can't get to community without unity. It is the powerful, um, um, it, it's the power in community is that we come together in a united way, right? There's no other way around it because there's no other way. It's the way he called it. 
It's how he decided it would be done, knowing it was the right way. So there's no way around it. It's the only way. So scripture says in Ephesians 4, Paul's wrestling with them, and he says, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. This is a really big deal. You got to make every effort to make the unity or keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. So spiritual community, you know, that's what we say and uh, we wrestle with. But what really is that, the spiritual community thing? So um, it's an interesting thing to me that sometimes we as individuals in the human race eking out the living we eke out, doing the things we choose to do in our tiny little spot on this planet and and, and on this tiny little universe in our tiny little time of history, past, present, future, how aloof we become to anything else going on in the world or even the heavenlies. We become so aloof to anything that's really happening except for what I'm doing, what I'm thinking, what's going on with me. I am the center of my universe. I'm the center of it all. And the wonder of wonders is God comes to us in that little place, and he's like, I love you a lot. In our little place, in our little world, if we allow him in, his desire is to expand and to blow that thing up and not leave us stuck there and to show us there's so much going on all around you. There's so much life. There's so much hope. There's so much brokenness. There's so much that is needing your attention through my power. If I could just somehow, if you just let me in enough to blow up this little tiny world of yours, you got so perfectly controlled so that you could see what's outside of this thing. So you could see the need, the want, the hope, the power, the wonder that is everywhere around us. And so part of the mundane sometimes is just that we just keep ourselves stuck in it. That's the bad part of it. But the wonder of the mundane is you get to be there and make those kind of choices. So let's talk about this spiritual community for a moment. The spiritual community is less about a group meeting together, more about a place of belonging It's a wonder of God for sure. It should be held in the highest of honor. It's less about being in charge, who's in control of this thing, popularity. It's so much more about surrender to God and one another. It's less about me versus you guys. It's so much more about us together. It's less about my ideas versus your ideas, my talent versus your talent, my way versus your way, me being the smartest, the wisest, the most critical among us, the confrontational, fault finder, argumentative. It's less about all of that stuff and so much more, this community, about unity and the spirit. It's about being like-minded. It's about agreeing and being agreeable. It's about being kind and supportive and loving and hopeful, compassionate, the protector of one another. That's the community we're talking about. When it come here, you can go anywhere. I mean, the, the power of personality and the power of talent, the gift of talent and ability, anybody can put yourself on display at different places, various times, and be something spectacular. The wonder of wonders is that God could bring us together, and in his power, 
Make us a living organism, a faith community that the whole world knows there's got to be something different because they are together and they are wrestling together, battling together, hanging on together in spite of the struggle that exists of human beings being human beings in existence together. Scripture says, and back to where we started a few moments ago when we get to verse 3, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope. When you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. To get to community with God or to get to community with one another, we have to start with God, though. Here's a powerful truth. We're reading all this stuff and talking about these things. It's true. You guys are amazing. And we are so at odds at times. It's so amazing, but our strengths and weaknesses compete and struggle and battle. And so how do we do that? And we think that if we would just get together, that things would work their way out. And that's not true. There are, there are communities all over the world that get nowhere spiritually. The needle's never moved of the eternal because the focus is just on the what not on the why of community. And this community starts and has to start and ends with God. Alpha, Omega, beginning, end. There's no power and no unity in community without God. So let's say community with God. I bet you didn't see that coming. So what is it, okay? What is community with God? What would it look like? And just a few things to throw out here at you, okay? It's a weird thing to try to tell us, encourage us to be in wow of God. We understand that, right? No one should ever have to stand here or sit in a pew and say, you should just be amazed today at rain falling. <laughs> you should be amazed that water hits the ground and some of it turns to mud. You step in it and track it in, and you can turn on a vacuum cleaner once it dries and clean it up, or you can clean it up with however, mop it on the floor. The, 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 the wow of every moment of our lives and so it's the wonder of wonders. It's the greatest wow of life, how we could ever not be breathless and overcome with wow at him. We understand that as mundane and as lazy as a dreary day could be, isn't there a wow of what God is doing in you? Isn't there some kind of wonder stirring up in you at what he's doing and what he's done? The song that uh, we sing... Um, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. The name is How Great Thou Art, Zach, I got you. And uh, what a powerful song, right? When we started this, this series, when I was wrestling with this a few months ago, that song kept coming to mind, right? And then, and then Doc would say, and, and I believe as in the communion service, right? You say, you say, not I feel, not always feel it. Not always in the wow of it, not always in the emotional pull, but, but the fact that you say, and I believe. Chris Tomlin said, a, and wrote a song a few years ago, how can I keep from singing your praise? How could I ever say enough? How amazing is your love? How can I keep from shouting your name? I know I am loved by the king, and it makes my heart want to sing. So, so in, this, in, in the lyric of what Doc mentioned just a few moments, I've got a few notes here, and it says this, this community with God is... It's, a, it's so much more about those kind of things. It's more than saying, I believe, though, right? It's more than professing to be a Christian. 
It's more than going to church. It's more than getting baptized. It's more than doing a good deed. Listen to me. We got we to start talking here, okay? There's a lot of what it's not, a lot of what it is, a lot of what it's not, a lot of what it is. There's a lot of setup here that we got to get through. It's more than saying I believe this community with God. It's more than professing to be Christian. Listen to me. It's more than going to church, more than just getting baptized. It's more than doing a good deed. It's more than all of that. It's, it's being united with him. You, a community with one, a community with God, a community with Jesus, a community with the Holy Spirit, just me. Not you yet. Not you yet. I can't get to you if I can't get to him. And here is our greatest crisis, is that while we're doing the things we do and trying to get somewhere here, we're not really trying to get somewhere here. Because if we're not united with God, this really doesn't matter all that much. The wow of this thing is that God can connect us with him, and because of connecting us with him, he would connect us with us. And when we're not connected with us, and we use the kind of language that proves it, I can tell you, you're not in wow of God. You're not in wonder of him. The difficulty for us and in, in society and the world today and the churches that are losing traction in the world is because we're not in community with God. We say those things. We give lip service. But and I don't mean that in, a, in any harsh way. We, we think that this is the answer. It's not the answer. The answer is not doing church better. The answer is getting right relationship to God. I wasn't coming out right. I had to fix that, okay? It's, it's, it's stepping into this thing the right way with him. And the right way is not talking about it and talking about him. That's, that's a part of it. The right way is not just saying, you know, I'm a Christian. Sweet. I like Mountain Dew sometimes. Yeah, but I go to church. Okay? I like to play golf. Yeah, but I do good deeds. I like chocolate. It doesn't mean anything. It's done nothing. Nothing. The wonder of this thing is that God tells us, he offers this to us, that we can be united with him, not talking about him, not reading about him, not just going to church and sleeping through stuff, but you can be connected with God himself. You can be in community with him alone. Now, you can't stay there. I'm not saying that. But it's got to start there. You can personally be in community, not in community with just knowing stuff, not united with your own mind. I know more stuff about God. I know I've been reading well about God. I've been talking a lot about God. No, 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 no. I mean like a relationship, like people with people with God. Like you can truly be united with God. You can want the things he wants and love the things he loves, not in an afterthought, but in an active, connected relationship. Stop sleeping through service right now. This is a big deal for you to hear this. All right? This is probably the most important thing you ever hear in all your life. Not from me, from him. Being united with him, to him, in relationship with him. Craziest thing ever. Tighter than your husband and wife. Tighter than the kids you love. Tighter than all those friends that you're connected with. God offers you community with him and you should say, wow. Yes, I hear, okay? That's because they're impressed, too. They love this. Wow, right? This should matter to us at our core. I shouldn't feel like i got to convince us of this. 
You shouldn't feel like I need to convince you of this. You shouldn't be waiting on God to convince you of this. You just say, wow, you got to be kidding me. I see it everywhere I turn. I see it everywhere I look. I see it in all that I do. He offers you the opportunity to be united with him, to him, in relationship with him, seeking to know his heart and becoming like-minded with him. So, so it's not enough, right? The offer of God is not, A, you know what? We met each other one day. You're good. You got dunked one day. It's all swelled. You go to church once in a while. Don't sweat it. No, 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 no. God is so much deeper and demands so much more of us than that. Not demands like, oh, no, heaven and hell in the balance all the time. It's just he won't leave you here. His desire is for you to be in a hot pursuit relationship with him. I didn't mean to say that, but it works so well there. It means for you to be after him because he is after you always. He's after you always, loving you, wanting you, desiring you. The most incredible story of this, there's several of them in scripture, but you know, King David, what a story, right? If you know the story, you know, you'll be doing your daily Bible reading because we're in wonder of God and the natural thing to do when you're in wonder of God is to just get in your word and get to know him better. It's just a natural call, right? And so in your daily Bible reading, you're not too long from now, you'll be catching up with uh, first, second Samuel, first, second Chronicles. You'll read about him in the Psalms, all that he's written because of his wow of God. But it started when David was a boy, you know, um, the Israelites wanted a king. God told them, you know, hey, when you get a king, this is what it's going to look like. You probably don't want that. We want a king anyway. We want to be like everybody else. When you're wanting to be like everybody else, you're rejecting me. That's why he tells Samuel. Samuel's kind of beaten up about it and kind of disappointed about it. He's like, they're not rejecting you, bro. They're rejecting me. And so the Israelites get a king. What does the king do? Taxes them, takes their, their kids to war, does those, does those kinds of things. And eventually Saul is being replaced because he's not after God's heart, because God has seen a man as Saul has proven to be selfish in all of his ways constantly. Samuel, God tells Samuel, I found a man after my heart. I want you to anoint him. And Samuel's just a boy, and you know the story. Samuel goes to David's house, um, talking with his father. He brings all of his sons to him. Big sons, tall sons, handsome sons, all this stuff. And then little David comes in, and surely this is not the one. This is the one. He's after my heart. And the story unfolds that David, you know, when, when David um, is watching the sheep and a lion comes to get them, God's like, kill the lion. David kills the lion. Bear comes to get him. God helps David kill the bear because God is with David. Not because David's special. David has a heart for God. There's nothing in Scripture that tells us that David was a better kinder, more talented, more gifted, uh, man, any, made any more than you were for God. He's a dude who loves God. And so David goes one day to check on his boys. His dad sends him to check on the boys in war against the Philistines. Goliath's having his way, having his days, got everybody scared to death, you know, the giant Goliath. And David comes up to camp when, when Goliath's coming out and marching against and threatening all, everybody and mocking the army of the living God. And, and that would be a dishonor to God, and nobody was brave enough to do anything about it. And David, I'm convinced, thought right then, that guy's got to die. And eventually, you know the story, convinces them, let me go kill this guy. Like, you're not big enough to go kill this guy. I don't, it isn't about big enough. I'm going to go kill him. Just turn me loose. The good Lord will take care of me, and he does. Goliath falls. David lops off his head, carries his head around like a basketball. What's up? I mean, he really does. He shows it off. Wherever David has killed Goliath, and he is a bad man because God is with him. 
And he's doing this stuff, and he's proving it, that God is with him. And that story keeps unfolding, and eventually, even though Saul is trying to kill David, pursuing David, God grants David favor with Saul's own son, wonder of wonders. Saul's son is going to be king. No, that's not how it's going to be. David's going to be king, and God built a relationship between David and Jonathan so that David would know all that's going on all the time with Saul. Crazy story. And eventually David becomes king. As he's king, he serves well. Oh, wait a minute. He saw Bathsheba bathing one time when he was supposed to be out to war. And you know how this story unfolds. Um, they're involved in some sinful things. David, trying to cover it up, sends Uriah out to battle, pulls the troops back, and, and Uriah is killed. One of David's closest men, his protector, was mighty men, those guys who looked out for him no matter what. David sells him out to cover his own tracks, as we all do. The beauty of the story, if you're watching it, is your story. God calls you, he leads you, he doesn't give up on you, and you fail, and you struggle, and you battle, and you cover, and you hide, and you run. And God shows up to David through Nathan the prophet and says, hey, I got a story for you about a guy with some sheep. He tells him the story. David's like, that man needs to be punished. He needs to. And Nathan says, you're the man, David. God gave you everything. If that wasn't enough, he would have given you more. And David's like, oh, no. And when you read Psalm 51, you see David crying out to God, when your hand was heavy on me, I was crushed. Forgive me according to your unfailing love. Forgive me according to your love that endures forever. Don't cast me from your presence. Don't take your spirit from me. Cleanse me with hyssop. I'll be clean. Create in me a new heart. David, repenting and changing and growing, and, and God forgives, and he heals, and he puts him right back in favor of the place you belong. Now, there was a lot of struggle and a lot of brokenness along the way. There's a lot of, lot of collateral damage to being a warrior like David was, a lot of collateral damage to being a sinner like David was, just like us. There's also a lot of incredible hope, a lot of incredible life. Watching David, this guy, after God's own heart, be in relationship with him. What, what was the story? Being united with him to him, in relationship with him. David always seeking to know his heart and becoming like-minded. Read the Psalms, man. Pick them apart. Watch what he says as he's in this. Sometimes he's like, how long are you going to let this happen, God? And other times he's like, I am such a sinner, God. And other times, come let us sing with joy to the Lord. God He's walking through this story with God, not falling apart, not looking everywhere else for his help, his hope, or whatever. Always to God. Always because of God. Always about God. Community here does not start until we have community individually with him. I'm sorry. I wish it could be. No, I don't wish it could be another way. It's the best way. The difficulty is that we like building churches and we love models that teach us how to build churches. The difficulty is the model doesn't turn us toward Jesus. It shouldn't work anywhere. The reality is God's desire is to be in everything you do, everywhere you go. It's not just about building churches. It's about building your business. It's about building your family. It's about building your friend circle. It's whatever endeavor you're after, whatever extracurricular activity you're about, work, school, or whatever. God's desire is to build into that story, him and you, and then let it flow. And bring freedom and hope and life into the midst of that. 
That's his desire. You and him, me and him before there can ever be a we. It's the truth of marriage. Marriage is not work unless it's founded on him first. And it's not going to be found on him if I'm not tight and my wife is not tight. That's how the story goes. It doesn't work another way. You can't build community and hope we'll catch it. Community starts with unity with God. And so we make one more move today. If, if that's true, then how do I move closer to him? And, and, and I'm, I'd speculate the, the power of this moment is, is, is lost on a lot of people. It was lost on me forever because I couldn't see the wonder that God had given, the, the, the wow that you can be tight with me. And so because I couldn't see it, then I tried to manufacture it. Well, I'm just going to read Bible more. Well, I'm just going to pray at him more. I'm going to try to hang out with right people more and do those kinds of things more. And I'll try to sing right songs and listen to right music more. The problem was I was never really connecting with him. There is a difference. It isn't an exercise. It's a reality. The, the holy God has invited you to friendship with him. So how does this happen? The first one is only by his love, grace, and mercy are we able to be united with him in the first place. So before we say anything else, and this is not exhaustive, by the way. There's a, tons of things we could talk about right now about this. I wish it was that guy who could just pin them all down, the only important ones, but I'm not that smart, and God's way too big. So trust me, you're not either. No insult, just truth. Only by his love, grace, and mercy are we able to be united with him. That's it. So that you're invited, that I get to be a part of this thing, it really should be too big a deal to me to want to do anything any other way. That's it. It's the story. Only by his love. Number two, more than simple showing up at church and saying I'm a Christian, it takes desire. It takes a will to grow closer to God. You don't learn it by osmosis. I had an instructor that used to say, you can stand, sit there and nasal gaze all day, Riley. You're not going to be closer to God. Head down, looking at your belly. Get your head up. Start making moves. It's the only way it's going to happen. He's invited. He gives the power. Somewhere along the line, we have to let him and choose the desire and the will. The oomph that I'm tired of this. I want something more for, for yourself, for sure. Come on, what about your kids, man? Your kids hopefully are going to outlive you. What are they going to do when you're gone? It's going to do what you do, do what we do, wonderless, hopeless, powerless. Maybe it'll work out, maybe it won't. And then they got kids. I want to, don't you want to build something that matters? In God, don't you want to build something that counts? Something that outlives you and outlives your kids? And continues as long as God leaves this planet together? I think I do. It's the right words to say up here. But I do, man. Reading his word and searching for him. Not just getting my Bible reading done today. Not just I heard this word and I want to memorize it. But actually where is he at in here? And while you're searching for him, search for his heart. God is available to you. It should be the greatest, greatest wonder 
of the world. Spending time in prayer, you know this, with the creator of the cosmos. I don't really think we're able to spend prayer, time in prayer with the cosmos. Just kind of a misspelling there. With the creator of the cosmos. God created everything, man. It's so nice to say sometimes that God is good and he loves you. Sometimes we forget how small we are and how awesome he is and what, a, what value there is in getting to spend time with him. Contemplating him, his ways and why he cares for you, just being contemplative, just sitting on this thing and thinking about it. Getting a little confused about it even. Why does this work? And call a friend and talk about it. Wrestle with it. And then on all these, just meditate and hang out and think and remember He's sovereign. This was his plan, not ours. So it all starts with him. It has to start with him. His plan, his way. Listen, he offers this to us. He's been offering this long before we ever existed. He has a story, and he wrote you into it. And his desire is to to free you to live big in that story. But the story starts with us acknowledging who he is, the wonder of him, the amazement that he is so great. And the story unfolds that if we're going to capture that, then is to get into the story about how he became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Jesus became flesh and hung out in our neighborhood. He lived this life not just, uh, not just with lacking sin, but he lived it in great grace and favor, mercy and kindness He lived it in every way that was right and good and holy. He loved, served, cared. He truly was wow, and people said it. Read the scripture and watch it come alive. Always wow, always what, always no way, get away from me. And he did all that not to show how cool he was or how holy he was, though he did. He did it because we, you and me, this is like David, live, have been in places and lived lives that needed a Savior. We cannot be with him. We cannot hang out with him. We cannot eternally be his. We couldn't live life of power here and after without someone dying for our sin. He became the ultimate perfect sacrifice so that we would not have to live a life separated from God, that we could be. Scripture says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might have the righteousness of God. And when God sees you, he sees my child. He sees you, he sees his son. You're his child, you're his. If you are his child, if you've given your life to him. So if you struggle in any way today, battling with these things, you could come forward. One of our elders would be here. You know how this works if you're online. You could call one of the elders or Tim and myself and pray with you. And they would say, I struggle with wow as well. So let's do it together. Let's walk through this together. Let's come to understand it better together. Or if you've not given your life to him through immersion, this could be your day, man. The wow of whatever you desire, why don't you come as we stand and sing? How do you explain? How do you describe?
see you this morning. Good to be here. Um, if you're uh, joining us online, we're happy that you're uh, here with us. And if you're visiting with us today, um, stick around for a few minutes. We'd love to, uh, to say hi to you and, uh, and uh, spend some time. So it's good to be here. Um, if you didn't get a chance on your way in, make sure you pick up a bullet. And I'll mention a few things, but I'm sure that I won't go over them um, as in detail as what it is in there. So like I said, it's really good to be here today. I'd like to update you just a little bit on our prayer uh, list, and I've got a few additions and some updates. Um, some of them have already been mentioned this morning. Uh, praise report, of course, from, from Andy Crank that, uh, that Shane uh, mentioned here this morning. That's definitely, definitely answered prayer there. It just shows how powerful and, uh, and awesome our God is. Um, so continue to remember uh, her and her family in your thoughts and in your prayers this week. I know that they would appreciate that. <clears throat> um, Greg Farrell is at Roosevelt, uh, Rosemount Pavilion. Um, and uh, there was a message uh, last week, and I think Rich mentioned this last week too, but Greg would love to have visitors. Um, he's uh, improving a little bit um, and uh, would really love to see people there. So if you get down that way um, in your week, Make sure and stop in and see him. Um, Jared, Jared Kaiser, um, this is Caitlin Book's brother-in-law. I think I read this week that he's uh, has an open-heart surgery schedule. Is that scheduled now? Tuesday or Wednesday. So um, Rich talked about that in, in depth last week. Um, but I know that uh, uh, Jared and his family 
um, and, and Caitlin and their family would really appreciate your thoughts and prayers for that. We know that, uh, that God's in control there and he'll take care of that situation. So, um, Troy told me this morning that his granddaughter, Natalie, that we've been praying about for a while, she was born uh, about three and a half pounds. She's now five and a half pounds and home and doing really well. And so uh, Troy wanted to, uh, to, to thank us for the prayers and uh, also to praise God for, uh, for her um, and, and the way that she's progressed. So we do that this morning. Um, Patty Hayward uh, is scheduled for a stress test. I think that's this week. So keep her in, her, in, your, um, in your prayers as well. Um, I think that she's having some heart, some heart uh, issues. So uh, pray for, uh, for positive test results there. <clears throat> uh, Price Gammon's uncle, uh, and his name is Price Gammon as well, um, is in the hospital and could use our prayers. Um, so make sure and remember him in your prayers this week. And then also uh, mentioned this morning, Teresa Hayward um, is uh, scheduled to go to the James Cancer Center uh, this coming Wednesday. She has appointment and she'll meet with the doctors and uh, all the specialists there to uh, map out her road uh, with her diagnosis. So I know that, uh, that Teresa and Jeff and their family would sure appreciate uh, the prayers and uh, and, uh, and thoughts this week. So make sure and remember them and um, continue to pray for them. Um, I don't have any other updates on that list. I know that there's a lot of people, I think I read this morning that uh, Kelly Joe is sick home. And uh, I know that there's a lot of others that are struggling with uh, colds and flus and all kinds, of, uh, all kinds of that kind of stuff that goes around this time of the year. So make sure if you know those, uh, to be praying for those for healing and for uh, so that they can get back with us. Um, for those of you who weren't here a week ago Sunday, we had a, a, a New Year's Eve party here at the church building. And so I'd like to uh, just personally thank all of the women and men that organized that. And for all of you that were here for that, it was a great evening. Um, I think probably one of the highlights of the evening, I didn't get to witness this, I heard a lot about it and saw the aftermath of it, but uh, was um, Joan Carell and, um, and Rose Havens going down the bouncy slide. So um, that was uh, definitely one of the highlights of the evening. It was, uh, but everybody here had a great time. And um, just thank you for, uh, for organizing that and being part of that. So. I'm not sure if that was a race or not because there was like two slides and I'm not really sure who won, but, um, but I, uh, I heard a lot about that. So it was a good time. Uh, speaking of a good time, um, next Sunday night um, at Sunset Lanes, the church has that uh, for uh, Moonlight Bowling. Um, and that will be after uh, evening worship on Sunday night. It starts at 7.30 and goes till midnight. Uh, next Sunday, there's going to be pizza and drinks provided, so we'd like for everyone to come and be part of that. A lot of what Jamie's talked about and the wow of, a wow, the wow of God, and, and um, Zach's talked about it, and we had a class on it here not long ago, is being in community with each other and how important that is to be with each other uh, for fellowship, just like our, our New Year's Eve party, and we've got the bowling coming up, and there's just a lot of different things that we can involve, be involved with each other about but that's one that's coming up next Sunday night <clears throat> um, 
the teen blessing bags. We're still collecting stuff for that. There's a box back on the Welcome Center, and there's red lists posted all around the church building of the items for those. Um, it's just a service project that the teens are working on. I know that the box seems a little full back there, but we're always, uh, they can always uh, take more uh, for the blessing bags. The girls' lock-in is coming up uh, this Friday night. Um, I know in the bulletin it says to RSV or, RSVP or sign the list by January 5th, but I saw that the list is still out back there, and there's still room because there's a second page that they've started on there. So that's this Friday night, the girls' lock-in. Um, winter jams coming up for the teens. There's information in the bulletin on that. That's March the 24th, um, and that's in Cincinnati this year. So uh, be sure and get with Tim to get information on that. Uh, the men's wild game dinner is uh, February the 2nd. There's a sign-up list on the Welcome Center uh, for that, and I agree with Rich that I'm much looking forward to the bison uh, back ribs than I was the ostrich steak last year. So um, a good time to spend together. Um, that'll be on February the 2nd um, at Howes Mill. And then um, Winterfest is coming up um, February the 16th through the 18th. There's some flyers in the back on the Welcome Center for that. There's also information in the bulletin. That's for our uh, junior high, high school, and college students. So uh, if you're part of that or want to be part of that, make sure and get signed up. There's instructions there on how to get signed up. Um, the January item for Midwestern is deodorant. So we'll be collecting that in the box back in the foyer as well. And then uh, there's a, a sprinkle for uh, Linus, Clay Book, and Caitlin and Jacob. Uh, that'll be this coming Saturday, uh, the 13th at 3 o'clock. And I think that's, that's here at the building. Is, is that here at the building? I think it is here at the building. So at 3 o'clock this coming Saturday. If you need information on that, see June. And I think that's all I have. If you'll stand with me, um, we'll be dismissed in prayer. I know I went through a lot of stuff really quick, and there's a lot of details. So if you got questions about it, come see me or pick up a bulletin. Most of the, all of that is in there. So. Like I said, it's really good to be here today. Hope that you guys have a great day. Um, Bible study tonight will be at 6 o'clock. We hope to see you back then. So let's pray and we'll be dismissed. <clears throat> God, thank you for today. Thank you for loving us the way that you do. Thank you for uh, giving us the opportunity to fellowship with one another. Dear Lord, most of all, thank you for the opportunity to remember your son Jesus, to remember his body and blood and the path to salvation that you've given us through him. Dear Lord, I pray for all of those on our list today, for those that are on the list, for those that aren't on the list, for those that have tests coming up, for those that have lost loved ones, dear Lord, I pray your hand on their shoulder, dear Lord, I pray that they feel uh, you around them and in them, dear Lord, I pray that you heal them, I pray that you give them strength and courage. Thank you for loving us the way that you do. I pray that you watch us this day, and I pray that you go with us the rest of our days. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.